service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! So Christopher Julian is on his way for a medical in Germany with Schalke. Will Celtic need another centre-back? Benfica returned to pre-season training without Jota and he didn't return on Monday for Celtic. What's happening with the mercurial Portuguese star? And a fee of 1.8 million has reportedly been agreed between Rangers and Pauks, Slavonica, over the future of the Croatian star Antonio Kolak. But they're holding out and holding up to see who would come in for him. So we're waiting to see if there's anything major today. Peter Grant is with us. You've got Peter and Paul on June the 29th. Good to see you, Peter. Good to see you, Paul. I hope I don't get hung upside down tonight. I hope not. I'm sure you <laughs> won't. That won't happen to you. Peter Grant is here. 08, 08 17, 17, 700. So many rumours going on. A lot down south as well. And we'll talk about it in the next 60 minutes or so. First of all, what about uh, Antonio Kolak? What do you think? And is it linked? He's the striker. 28 years old. Looks as though a deal for nearly two million's been done, but they haven't decided the Greek club to let him go just yet. I think the work's all been done, as we've said before. You're looking at the Rella situation. Mm. You keep having people coming out and saying about, oh, it would suit him to go to Spain or whatever. But Rangers must be sick of it because it happens every year with him. You know, as I say, I've never been a big fan. Last year was probably his best period, as I say, in the European games. Um, Kolak, great age, you know. By all accounts, a very, very good striker, mobile striker. And I think that's a little bit different from Morelos. So I'm sure Gio will know his players he's wanted to replace him. I've said that before. Before anybody goes out, you want to make sure you've got people lined up. And I'm sure that's what they're waiting on. He did well for Rangers, though, in Europe, didn't he, over the years? I know he missed out that just a few weeks ago. We're talking about Morelos. But he's been terrific in Europe. Yeah, in Europe. As I say, this year, I thought against Dortmund and that, he was excellent, you know. But as I say, I thought he was a liability mm. prior to that. And league matches competitions back here the bread and butter stuff I never thought he was fit enough I think there was always issues with him when he went back home and coming back from even international duty you know with injuries and whatever and I think for me I don't think it'll be as big a loss as people think for Rangers yeah Yeah. I genuinely do honestly God because I I watch these goals and I think if somebody else comes in there and it's like that quality I think they'll get more of a team player you know, with goals. And I think that's what Rangers are looking for. And I think to go to that next level, to start, listen, let's remember mm-hmm. how many trophies he's not won in the period of time he's been here. But as he's won one competition yep. he's been involved mm-hmm. in. So, at the end of the day, you need your strikers in there all the time. He's going 25 to 30 goals, especially if they're playing for a Celtic or a Rangers. And I don't think he's capable of that. Rangers fans, what do you think on that? 08, 08 17, 17, 700. Peter Grant with us. And uh, text a message. Go plus your message to 87474. And we're on the socials, of course, at Go Football Show. Some of the other headlines then. What do you make about Jota that's going on and on? Is it a wee bit worrying that he hasn't returned to pre-season training? I know some of the international players are not back yet, but he didn't play international football over May into June. There's obviously reasons because I think the way the manager speaks and the way he demands from his players, 
I think if he wants him back, he'd have been there. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt of that. But as you say, there's probably slight issues that he can't because of the paperwork's not been signed yet. But I'm sure Celtic, if he's that close to being the Celtic player, which we expect, they'll have someone out there looking after him, making sure he's doing his work away from it. But as you say, to the paperwork's done, Paul, they can't come in the club anyway. You know, So that's got to be agreed with both sides. It's not just down to Celtic. Uh, Benfica have got to agree to allow him to come in. They're probably playing hardball over a certain situation or whatever. But I'm sure if Celtic think he's their player, they'll have someone out there working with him because it's a thing the, man, the manager has demanded constantly is the work ethic for everyone. has got to be the same. I don't think he'd be giving them a few extra days off just for the sake of giving them that, that's for sure. He wouldn't, because Rangers paid last year. With Morelos not coming back in time, I know he'd been away on duty with Colombia, but he played nine minutes. And remember, he didn't come back in time to play in the Champions League qualifiers, which, you know, Rangers well, missed out on Well, that. you see, that's when you've got to be very careful. Yeah. Uh, Pre-season is, is a difficult time anyway, mm -hmm. and I know it's slightly different now because of the amount of game time up until the season finishes. Mm -hmm. The gap between starting again is not very big, so sometimes the rest can do them the world of good. But Morelos had a hell of a lot of injuries last year as well, so he missed a lot of time as well. You know, so Jota had a few injury problems. You know, I know he'd come in and played a lot of minutes for Celtic when he came in. But as I say, I don't think it would be down to laziness because, as I say, it's, I don't think that's one thing that the manager would accept anyway. So it's just a matter of seeing, hopefully, they get the signing done so that they can get the full group together, especially, as you say, the, the quick build up to the European games. German centre-back Malik Tiar could be on his way from Schalke. So there could be a bit of... A, I mean, there'll be money, obviously, to Celtic if Christopher Julian passes the medical and if he goes there. What did you feel about Christopher Julian? He started so well and he was a big favourite of the Celtic fans. Yes, as I say, it's a bit unfortunate for him with the injury he got. You know, as I say, you thought he was going to turn into a mm -hmm. top-quality player. You know, and as I say, it's been unfortunate yet again through injury. And I know what it's like with these guys with injuries and if you can't get back from it, it seems to have been a hell of a long time with a really, really bad injury, obviously. But as I say, it's just been unfortunate because it's been great to see him progressing and becoming a top quality player. You know, people were talking about Van Dyke, the amount of money he got for Van Dyke at the time. Now all of a sudden, was that going to be Julian going to be the next one to be going to be that uh, that amount of money? And it looked that way at first, you know. So now it'll be interesting to see when he's back to Schalke if that's where he ends up going. A massive club who've just come back into the Bundesliga. But I definitely think even if Julian would have stayed, I definitely think it's an area that Celtic uh, need to strengthen anyway. It's interesting, it's a young one mm. at 20 years of age, you know, as I say, especially going out European games, but yet again, it comes value for money. Mm. Because I've said many times, it's very, very difficult to go and get the players you would like because financially it's impossible. You know, it really is financially. It comes down to that. We all know the quality will make you better right away, but trying to afford that to bring it to the Scottish game is very, very difficult. Celtic fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We heard about Jordan Larson. We broke the news on Monday that he's been released by Spartak Moscow. Maybe no surprise with what's going on in Ukraine. Could he be coming back? Larson for Celtic? Oh, if he's half as good as his father would accept that. No, listen, I've seen him a few times and he's looked really, really good striker. I know he got a little bit of criticism when he played under his father, I think it was, and the fans were giving him a yeah. bit of stick and whatever, but he was a young man and he seemed to take it very well. And then I seen him in other games, not live, I watched television games live, um, and I, I was very impressed with him because it's not an easy name to follow no. in the respect of that, and especially the quality his father has. Was he like his dad in some ways? If you looked at him and said, he's a Larson? Or... Well, I think it's very difficult to be like Henrik, you know what sure. I mean? I think he was a one-off, you know, he had a, as I say, a combination of everything, he had an unbelievable mentality, I yeah. think that was his biggest part, apart from his talent, he had an mm. unbelievable mentality to go and play, this even the time at Manchester United, where it was like yeah. Barcelona, you know, a European, turned the European final mm. on its head, you know, becoming on as a substitute, 
and the quality showed at Celtic Park. So it'd be very, very difficult for to follow the, the footsteps his father. He was one of sure. the greatest of our free transfers, wasn't it? Because Man United got him in a free at Absolutely. that point in that short period. And remember, Sir Alex wanted to keep him, but he was honourable and said, "No, I said I would go back but, to my parent club." And well, he did. The, the big thing was as well, and I think it summed up in your Delixi schools and that squad of people mm-hmm. all clapping him at the end of the, one of the games. Yep. You know, he was that good. And it's great for a Scottish game that because I've always said that because you look at especially at Celtic, you had Charlie Nicholas, you had Brian McClare, you had Henrik, you had Van Dyke, all these guys going down to England and proving that if you can play for Celtic, you can play down south. People always say, ah, they're only playing up in Scotland. But I think they proved it time and time again that they could handle playing for any of the big clubs down there as well. And of course, uh, Virgil van Dijk has done it in more recent times. Victor Wanyama to an extent as well. And for Rangers, we hope Nathan Patterson does it Absolutely. at Everton. Absolutely. Yeah. As I say, Barry Ferguson done it. You know, Who? Barry Ferguson. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> back on Friday. You know, it's but, brilliant. But it's been on holiday. Saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So he'd yeah. done it with him down south as well. Yeah, showed how good a player he was, you know. Mm. So a lot of guys have been down here and proved themselves fantastic. Look, Kevin Gallagher. You know, yeah, that's right. Excellent D United. All these guys, yeah. you know, went down there. And as I say, it's brilliant to see that happening. And I'm sure hopefully that's going to come again. Joe Rebo, Crystal Palace still reportedly interested in him. You begin to think that he could be off this summer. How much money do you think for Joe Aribo? It's very difficult because when you're talking to English teams, you know, you can get as much money as you want, really. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're talking about Crystal Palace. If they finish bottom league, I think they'd get 120 million. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that that's the difference. But what I look at, when I look at, like, say, Aribo, could they play in the Palace team that I seen under Vieira mm-hmm. last yeah. year? When they think, think the answer is yes, because of the way they play. You know, and I think that's the difference, you know, because I, I see a lot of guys get mentioned with this club, that club, and I'm thinking, mm, that's not the way they play, that's not their style. It'd be a waste of time him going here because that's not the, yeah. the sort of way the manager plays or whatever. But like Saribo, you could see him playing with a Crystal Palace, you know. And the Palace, they're quite solid now in the Premier League, aren't they? You know, they've established themselves. You can take nothing for granted. But they've gone, you know, just above, towards the mid-table. Well, it seems... From the middle to front, he seems to have got a lot more youth in it, mm-hmm. you know. James MacArthur goes in there and still holds it together when he's fit, you know. But it seems to be a lot more youthfulness going into it. They bought a couple of boys from Reading who'd done exceptionally well. But you bought a couple of boys from Reading for about £10 million each. Yeah. And that's the difference, that's what I'm saying. You know, that, that, that's the quality you're talking about, the amount of monies you have to pay. But see, Aribo, his qualities, he could play in the Crystal Palace side, you know. But it, and it's not easy because, as you say, it's, it's a bit like Celtic we're talking about. Jota and whatever we're saying well it's no use going on holiday because you're only champions for four weeks sure. because you've got that's to get ready to go again you know that's the, that's the standards you're setting up but they say Crystal Palace they'll be looked upon next year to show how well they can do Peter Grant gives you four weeks as champions and then you're back on to do it again and three points on a Saturday you enjoyed that for as a manager how long was it? A manager? Huh? Five o'clock. <laughs> the no, game finished I, at five to five. I, I, that was five it, minutes. But that was it. You give yourself five minutes. As a player, maybe at half oh, past five. Yeah. <laughs> no, but five yeah. o'clock because as soon as you're up to do the press, that was you done. Talk about the game and then all you were wanting to know who your next opponent was and how the day got on and what system they played. And that was the way it was. Then the summertime comes and all you're trying to do is get, bring players in to make you better for the following year. Yeah. And that, that just never stopped. Some international players. What about Lewis Ferguson? So this time last summer, remember he asked for the transfer request. Uh, there was an offer in from Watford. Aberdeen said no. And you don't often get players putting a request in, but that was last summer. Everyone feels he probably will move. Um it's going to be Millwall apparently are in the race for him now what do you think about Lewis Ferguson and what kind of fee would that be Millwall have done well but I think Lewis is better than right. that yeah. you know mm-hmm. I think he's better and that's not being disrespectful because Millwall have punched above the weight just missed out in the playoffs mm-hmm. you know uh, they've got an experienced manager there who's been about the course before 
I think Lewis can do better. I think he's he's had to change his position under a couple of different managers at Aberdeen. I used to like him running forward late and arriving in the box, you know, and I thought that was his strength. Then he was more of the deeper one, you know, and I thought that taken a little bit away from his game. But there's no doubt he's got the qualities and, you know, and the mentality and he's got a great football background. I thought his dad was an excellent player, yeah. you know, so I, I think that's the difference and I think his dad will be there. He'll I know he'll not be telling him what to do, but he'll be giving a wee bits of advice and what to be aware of, especially in the modern day game. And you don't jump at the first thing. I think he's got to jump at the right thing. I think that's the most important thing, you know. I think that's the most important thing that he's got to jump at the right thing. And it doesn't matter if you've asked away or not. Uncle Barry will tell him as well Absolutely. what to do, won't he? 100%. Right, we haven't spoken to this young man for, well, I think it's over a month. Um, maybe been on holiday. Reagan, you're back. Reagan, good evening. Paul, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. You, you've had a good break. I'm doing well. I good. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice time in Spain. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I was there, but <laughs> I, I missed you. I never saw you. I can't believe <laughs> in Spain. Um, you said you seen Reagan and you walked past him. Oh, hardly Reagan. You know that's not true. Whereabouts were you, roughly? Uh, but uh, you to Barcelona. Oh, yeah, near Barcelona. No, that was too expensive for me. I couldn't. I, come on, you kidding? <laughs> Reagan, what are you thinking? You're a big Scotland fan, a big Celtic fan. What are you feeling about the news? First of all, what about Christopher Julian? Looks as though he's going to go to Schalke. I'm quite sad, Paul, but it's quite obvious that Ange Postecoglou doesn't uh, fa- uh, fancy Julian as a player. Mm-hmm. So you need to bag Ange Postecoglou, uh, especially after what he done last year. But um, yeah, I think Celtic are going about their business very well. Um, yeah, they have, and we thought they would back Jim Goodwin, didn't we, Peter? Yeah, and they have done, and everyone's saying it, they need to go off to a good start. What about Liam Scales, for example, on loan? But I think Jim Goodwin wants to buy him. Well, I, I must admit, I was impressed with Liam when he played with Celtic. I thought he, sh- he showed that been able to handle to play in front of the supporters. I think that was important. Played in different positions and handled it very well. And I think it's a very good acquisition for them. You know, I mean, I think he would find it very, very difficult to get that in the market anywhere else, even down south. Uh, someone of his quality for the types of value that, uh, as I say, wages and everything that's incorporated in it. And I think it's a very good signing for them. Regan, let's hear a wee bit from your manager, from Ange Postacoglu. What about signings? And he has been busy in January, as we know, and, and during the early part of the summer as well. Yeah, last year I was really keen to get people in the building and, and we kind of knew we'd have a few leaving as well. So it was a real, you know, sort of very hectic time. Uh, I thought the January window we, we, we kind of worked a little bit more methodically and kind of knew what we wanted and, and we got it in early. And it's the same this time. Um, I, I, I'm not one to rush things. Uh, for me, the most important thing is to get the right players in. Uh, that's the key for me. Um, and it's not just about them as players, it's about them as people. So, you know, for that to happen, we can't put timelines on things. Obviously, I'd like, you know, uh, the earlier we can get players in, the, the better. We've got a unique scenario this year, which everyone knows about, is that we've got a clean pre-season without any competitive games, which is a great advantage for us. I mean, I, I think for me, apart from strengthening the squad is... Just being able to work with the group of players we had last year in pre-season is going to be invaluable as well because most of them either miss pre-season or, or sort of we threw them in during the season or halfway through a season. So even working with the existing squad over the next uh, you know, three or four weeks with the coaching staff will be invaluable. Peter, what do you take from that? I think he's correct. And it's, that's what you get with getting the moments that you can get this wee bit of time now because you were successful in your first yeah. season. If you weren't successful in your first season 
the fans would be going crazy saying we've not done this, we've not done that. Yep. And that, that buys you that little bit of time and he deserves that. He deserves that. And as I say, the quality he's brought in, now he's got to add to it because the biggest challenge I say to the Celtic guys has always got to be the training ground, the mentality on the training ground. Can we get that right that so the boys that come in lift the guys that's already there to another level again because they've got to go again because mm -hmm. that's the expectation to go and win the league again, to go and win the treble this year. Not the double, to go and win the treble. And that's what playing for Celtic is. That's what you've got to try and achieve. And to do that, you need quality players. Let me throw something at both of you. Reagan, is Jota, has he got that never stop mentality that the manager demands? And how do you feel about Jota? Is he coming? Yeah. Um, Paul, I think he'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, um, well, he's, he's definitely been partying all summer, Paul. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's a top-class player. And he, I think he's someone that Ange Postecoglou can build his Celtic squad around. Um, I've got one question for Peter. Obviously, he knows um, Matt from his days at, down in the Premier League. See, Matt, if, if for me, just watching him over the past six months, I think he can go to the very, very top. Now, obviously, he's played the Denmark and he's doing well, but I think he could, like, I think he's the one player in that Celtic squad that I think this guy could be a top six English club in the next couple of years. In, in the, because people talk about Maeda, Kyogo, but I think Matt is someone that really, really, really impressed me. No, I agree with you, Reagan. As I always said, as a youngster, he had a wonderful left foot. His biggest concern was his fitness levels because he couldn't play as often because, as I said before, he'd have a slight back injury through his growing. He was such a big lad as a kid. And it was very difficult for him to go on the training pitch. And I always, it was my only concern was how was his fitness levels going to maintain to see his talent because he's, a, as I say, he's got a wonderful left foot as you've seen. He sees pictures, you know, he can hit short and long passes. He can open the door, he can see the spaces if people have got good movement and he's got that quality. Great set play delivery as well. And people look upon that not as big as probably as they should because the amount of goals that scored for set plays, I think, is somebody said come up with some record or something like 85% of goals are scored for set plays or crosses. So when you've got somebody like Matt O'Reilly with a left foot, he's got... And now he's got another lift again being involved with Denmark. Mm -hmm. That gives him a completely different thing to him now, even if, it's, even if it is the under-21s playing international football, which would help him in the European... Uh, when you're playing the European games and I think that's going I think he can go all the way I think there is no doubt of that the good thing is the good thing is hopefully he seems to be playing a lot more games now and just keeping that fitness I'd like to see him getting a right good pre-season under the manager that's what I'd like to see yeah. to see that he can maintain that so he hits the, 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 the season fully running so he's not playing catch-up because that's one thing about a football player especially someone like Matt he doesn't need to be playing catch-up he needs to be ready for the first games kicking in but I agree with his quality And Regan how much are you looking forward to the draw? for the Champions League? Yeah, Paul, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, from one point of view, I hope Celtic draws to uh, Tottenham, Paul, because that would be a dream for me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for, 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 I mean, Celtic, I mean, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. Like yeah. you say, I feel like Rangers have been great in Europe the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's great to see Celtic uh, doing well in the group stages now. So yeah, I just think it's going to be a good season in Scottish football ahead because... Like I said, Aberdeen are friends for him. You've got Lee Johnson at Hibs as well. You've got Jack Ross at Dundee United. So there's a lot of good managers in Scottish football as well. Hey, you, that's my job to talk about the other teams. <laughs> 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 uh, one singer, one song here. <laughs> you're getting banned. <laughs> no, Regan, it's great to hear you back on again. I hadn't heard you over the summer. And you're saying about Jota partying, but you were partying as well. 
as you should do. Uh, we loved meeting you last summer with Scotland. And finally, before the break, what about Scotland? Such a disappointment. We know that. It's gone, the World Cup. Um, what are you thinking with the, the, the Nations League? It's going to be crucial in September. Can we do it against Ukraine twice and Ireland? I think we definitely can, Paul. I mean, I think people overreacted against Republic Ireland. I mean, it's really well for us. Um, but yeah, I think, like you say, the two Ukraine games will be so crucial. But if we can pick the three points of a home and get a draw away, then Steve Clark will be the top of the Nations League group and Scotland on the way to hopefully another European Championship. Great to hear you. Thanks, Reagan. Speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. So, June the 29th, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We'll keep an eye on the tennis as well. Andy Murray in action tonight. Let's hope he can do it as he did uh, on Monday. Let's take another call. Cammy is on the line, a Rangers fan. Cammy, good evening. Hi guys, good evening. evening How are you doing? You having a good summer? Yeah, yeah, it's been, I'm still to go away. I'm still to go on my holidays, but it's been good so far. Where are you going to be off to? I'm going to Magaluf, my pal. <laughs> Magaluf? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was dead. Uh, yeah. Magaluf, I drove through it the other week. Oh, it's a long time since <laughs> I've been there. I, sure, yeah. I think your picture was still up, Peter. <laughs> oh, Bucking Wanted. Bronco was on that. <laughs> Magaluf, that'll be brilliant. So, do you think Rangers are going to sign somebody before you go on holiday? There's not that much happening so far. But you heard the news today. I want to say it's news. We're waiting to hear if um, he is going to join Antonio Kolak. Yeah, obviously he played, he was, he played for Malmo last, last season at Ibrox yeah. against Rangers. They seemed, they seemed to be a good enough player, good, good finisher, good on the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I know a lot about him. No. I don't know anything, but... 19 goals. Ibrox, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah good. But I think playing for, playing for Rangers, playing for Celtic, a, a different ball game in general. Some players find it hard to adjust to. I think Cedric mm-hmm. when he came in, had a good goal record behind him. Mm-hmm. And didn't perform so you need to wait and see what these players do once they get in the door but I, I hope Rangers would have signed at least a few more players by now especially since it's Van Bronckhorst's first proper transfer window Cammy mm-hmm. what do you think about the Morelos situation you know every summer for a Rangers supporter you start to hear the same stories you know he'd like to play in Spain he'd like to do this and do that do you think he's done enough for Rangers to be worried about losing him um, I think, as I say, the European Games last year was probably the best I'd seen him playing. But apart from that, I, I don't think he, over the piece, you know, I, I, obviously my time, it was McCoyston, my time, you know, and all these yeah. sort of guys. He's not on the same planet as these guys. You know what I mean? Not Nowhere near. Cammy, do you agree? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I agree that obviously every, every transfer window, he's, he, has, he has linked away. But I think this, this one seems to me to be the most crucial one because last year of his contract, so it's the worrying one. We think if he doesn't sign a new deal, then he'll be leaving next summer on a free, which is a situation we thought was happening with Conor Goldson. Obviously, he's signed on. But I can't see him going, to be honest with you. I think, um, I just, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's got the same hype around him as Edward did. I think when Edward was playing for Celtic, there was a lot of hype around him. And hence why a Premier League club like Crystal Palace came calling. I can't see that happening, happening with Morelos, but I, th- I think since Van Bronckhorst has came in, as you said, Manuel has been a different animal. Um, he's scoring a, scoring a lot more goals, especially in Europe, really leading the line for me mm-hmm. and um, showing all different types of his game. So, who do you think you're going to lose this summer? Because that must be part of the thing for Rangers. 
before they know who they need to bring in. Calvin Bassey, do you think he'll stay or go? Stay. stay. I think he'll stay. I, I can't see it. Sure. And that would be great news. He could have He could have Champions League. And he'll definitely have Europa League at least. And he would benefit from that, Peter, wouldn't he? Because he's still early in his career. He was brilliant last year. Done fantastically well. Uh, you know, I'm a big supporter of him mm. when I've seen him play. And three different positions, it's very, very difficult to have a player that can do that. And he'd done exceptionally well. But as I say, when you're Rangers, it's all about that. And being so quiet, obviously, I think Rangers know who they're able to keep at this moment in time they know the ones that they're going to be able to keep because if they're not the guys you're mentioning Rebo and all that they're talking about three or four guys maybe been out the door so before you bring anybody else in so you've got to replace them so then you've got your three or four coming in plus extra ones that the Rangers fans want anyway to make you better than last year you know so you're talking about a change over eight players near enough you would need to be bringing in the door if that was the case, you were going to lose these guys. So I'm sure Rangers must know that these guys have agreed to stay and maybe they're waiting for that time to just announce it right for the fans, to give the fans that boost, mm-hmm. which is great. Nine yeah. times out of ten, it's season books and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, but I think it's important for them. Yeah. And like say Goldstone, everybody thought he was away and signing a four-year deal. So that was, that was a big coup for them in the respect of that. But the Morelos one keeps coming back from me all the time, you know. I think it's important that you try and replace him anyway because I definitely think it's only a matter of time before he goes. You know, he's one. Of, he seems to be that type of guy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, before he never really done much for Rangers for me, apart from last season. The seasons before, I always said he was a bigger hindrance than a help. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think last season, as I say, European games, he was excellent. And then you're saying nowadays you've got to say, well, when's the best time to sell him? And unfortunately, but, when you're in Scotland, if your players play well, they come knocking because they know financially you've got to sell them. What about Ryan Kent, Cammy? What are you thinking? Ryan Kent for me is an interesting one because I think what we all know he's, he's, a, he's a very good football player but he, for me he's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think you don't get a, a Ryan Kent on, on top of his game two weeks in a row. For me his best game in a Rangers jersey was Borussia Dortmund away from home. I think he was outstanding. But I don't think you get that consistency enough of him. I think that's what's going to hinder him from getting a big move. That happens quite a lot with wide players, doesn't it? But I think Cammy's 100% right. Mm. That was the best I'd ever seen him play mm. in any game, both with the ball and against the ball. I thought he'd done both parts of his game exceptionally well. Um, and that's the sort of standard you've got to be at to be a top quality player, I believe. You know, to play with the top teams. And that's what you're saying about Rangers, a Celtic, that's the expectation. It's not just the footballer, it's everything that goes along with that pressure of performing 90 minutes, week in, week out, 95 minutes, whatever it is, playing the big European games, does he always step up? to the plate I don't think that was the case with Kent but in that Dortmund game I thought it was magnificent showed you what he's more than capable of so bears to ask the question why is that not a weekly occurrence for him Cammy what about the old season what do you think about it now you've had what a month since uh, Seville did you go to Seville no I couldn't no. I didn't have a passport I didn't of course <laughs> there's a lot of people no, on there couldn't get the absolutely. passport what, what do you feel then about the end of the season overall oh, no the season overall Ups and downs, I think, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you'd asked me at the start of the season, um, with Stephen Sherrill still be there, I'd have said, yeah, I think that was, that was a massive shock to me. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came down, I think, I think we were four points clear at the top of the table. Obviously, we, don't, we dropped down to second, we lose the league, we win the Scottish Cup. But we get to the Cup final of the Europa League, listen, we never won it, but I still think it was a huge achievement, especially, especially the teams that we beat. Mm-hmm. It was a strange season. Um, I think it was good that Rangers ended up with silverware because 
we seen it when Ange Foster Coglin came down when came in Rangers fans laughed I'll say myself I laughed I thought it was a strange appointment and he went they won the league in the end probably a cancer they were destroying every team they went and won the league cup so it was important for Rangers to end it with Silverware for me Peter so, so, so when you look at it Cam and you look at Steven Gerrard's team and Van Bronckhorst's team what was a better team to watch? Better in Europe the better team to watch is Van Bronckhorst's team but in, in the league it was, it was Gerrard's team so I think it's an interesting one. I think they play with a, a different sort of style, yeah. you know, with Van yeah. Bronckhorst, you know. And I just, I, I think he's changed the team around. But I like watching his team because, as I say, he changes his systems within the game, mm. putting Lundstrom back and all that sort of stuff. You Which Stephen Gerrard didn't like to Did, do. Never moved, really. Mm. It would be player for player. That yeah. one would come off, that one would go in the same position. I think they've had that flexibility and I think that even helped him, as I say, especially in Europe because we're allowed to they were able to do that. But the players were comfortable in it and that takes a good coach to be able to do that with them. So the players were more than comfortably moving from one to the other. But I must admit, I thought they had a, a, a different type of freedom with them mm-hmm. under um, Van Bronckhurst. They knew their style. The wingers didn't play scenario mm-hmm. and they played outside so they could get their 1v1s with midfielders running. And as I say, it was just a pity. I think that was probably the reason, you know, that you, you bring the Ramses and that in it was unfortunate for him he got the injuries and wasn't up to the standard as in fitness wise because I think that's when that midfield run becomes massive for you, you know? and that's why I thought like say Arfield would have played more games because he runs from yeah. middle of the pitch mm-hmm. but I think that's what they were looking to do and unfortunate for him he got the injury but I definitely must admit I thought under that they'd a wee bit more flexibility and they were more exciting to watch Cammy, I think that was a great answer from you Peter Grant the former Celtic star saying who was the better team to watch and that was good because in Europe then you know that's what Celtic will have to do well and play a game well will they we, we talked about this last week will Celtic adapt for it we'll come back to that in a wee while Alan McGregor staying you happy then Cammy? So it was one for me that if he left I, I, would, I wouldn't have been too bothered to be totally honest with you but if he stayed I think it's, it's another good player to have around um, it was the same for Stephen, da- Stephen Davis staying on for me was, was the bigger one I didn't expect Alan McGregor to stay on at all to be honest with mm-hmm. you I think um it may be a wee bit embarrassing now what happened in the cup final hand and you know he comes on for the last minute and he gets his standard ovation his round mm. of applause and then he signs a one year extension two weeks later do you know what Cammy though but, if, he, if he pulls off some great saves during the season we'll speak again on the Go Radio Football Show yeah. and you'll say do you know what I'm glad he stayed who cares if it was a no. wee bit embarrassing that has happened before but I know what you mean people thought that was him going although Barry said he should stay another season no, I agree. Yeah. I agree because if he feels fit enough, and I know Alan's had a few problems, you know, with yeah. injuries and whatever, maybe he's came to that conclusion that I can. I mean, I, I, I couldn't have sat at the side and watched. Maybe Alan's came to this conclusion that if he's not playing, he's quite capable of helping out mm-hmm. John McLaughlin or whoever, you know, there. Maybe he sees that bigger picture. Maybe that obviously the conversation him and the managers probably had together. But he has a big influence. He's a big Rangers man, obviously, you know, and. People real, don't realise how important that is to make sure that people still understand what it is to play for a Rangers or a Celtic. You know, it's still so, so important. Cammy, if Douglas Park was listening in and you were, you're on just now, what would you say to him? Who do you want to buy? What kind of money? Money doesn't always guarantee the success. We know that. But what would you like? What would you say to him and to the Rangers board? I'd say, I'd say buy your, back your manager. I think that that was why, I think that's why Stephen Gerrard left the football club. I think he wasn't back. I think to to really go for it and challenge Celtic this year because I think Celtic, to be honest, are a very very good side, a very good manager. I think we need to be back. We just need to either 
buy more players because there's no doubt teams will come calling for our players. So when our big players leave, we need to back up and go, right, you get this money, you go and buy good quality players and uh, we'll, we'll put up a, we'll a fight this season. Because they did back Stephen Gerrard before. I know it took a couple of years, but they built, they spent some big money. But I know there was that feeling in that season early on that there wasn't going to be the money for January. And then when somebody like Aston Villa come calling, it might be difficult to move on. But that's always the case mm-hmm. with Celtic Rangers yeah. because you can't pay, I mean, as I said to you, Championship, sure. I'll buy players yeah. spend five, six million, ten million. There I'm saying Crystal Palace bought two players ten million pound each. Yeah. You know, from Reading. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the sort of market you've got to get into because we all see these players. They can all make Rangers better. They can all make Celtic better. Mm-hmm. As soon as somebody puts ten million pound down, you look at Brentford with Tony, with the Celtic situation. He'd have been a fantastic striker for Celtic. There's absolutely no doubt of that. And I know he was supposed to be in the building and all that sort of stuff. But then you've got to take that over the line because then you'd have made money on them. Mm-hmm. That's the gamble you have to take. If we buy somebody late in their career and you're spending a lot of money on them, then it's a wee bit more difficult. But I think he's right, but. I agree it's difficult being the Celtic Rangers manager because the fans will tell you we should go and do this and we should go and do that and spend that amount of money but it's impossible because you can spend five, six million that's going to get you a youth team player down in England and that's an unfortunate thing. Good point. Cammy, before we go to the break are you confident that you'll get a strong enough squad to challenge and overtake Celtic in the league? Yes, I, of course I'm confident. Um, I think... The players have been confident as well on the back of last season. They know they can go out and, and beat big teams. They know they've got that quality behind them. I think um, the manager himself will want to add just a few more players to match his system. You've got to remember, these players are essentially Stephen Gerrard's players. Yeah. They were the players that Stephen Gerrard signed. So the manager himself will want to go out and add a few of his players to um, add his style of playing the way he wants uh, Rangers Football Club to play. And Lundstrom, big success for you, latter part of the season? I think he'll be a key yeah. uh, to this season. He was brilliant last season. He, he really came on. He was obviously in January. He looked as if to be out. He looked to be out the door. I think he was going to Middlesbrough and loan. It looked like turned around. Best game for me was the semi-final against Celtic at Hamden. He was sensational. Mm-hmm. He'll be another key player for Rangers this season. Cammy, what was your highlight of the season? What was the the moment that you enjoyed most as a Rangers fan? Possibly the semi-final. <laughs> I dropped. I, I enjoyed the Dortmund one as well. Um, oh yeah, RB. That, that was a, that was a big that was a big game that that nobody expected us to win. When the draw was made, it was like, well, it'll be a good game to go to. You go out, and you beat Dortmund away from home. Mm-hmm. You beat Dortmund at home. I enjoyed the semi-final at Hamden as well. Beat the Celtic. There was big moments for Rangers this season. Um, it was just disappointing we never got that one in Seville, but. And before you go, can I ask Peter Grant, Peter, were you happy for Giovanni van Bronckhorst that they won the Scottish Cup final, given what they did all season and they'd lost the title, but then they went to the final in Europe, that if they had lost the final, it would, you know, the history books would have shown um, nothing all season. I was happy for him in the respect of I think he deserved that because I think he was brave with decisions he made at certain times in the season and big games, he made big calls and matches. You know, I think he showed his experience, he not just been a rookie manager. I think he showed that and I think the Rangers fans ended understanding because I keep going back to the Aberdeen game when they were booing him really for Morellas going off and Roof goes on and scores a winner. You know what I mean? And I think in their moments, if as a manager, we've all been there and it's very, very difficult when you're not getting that support. Are you swayed then by the crowd? No, you you can't be. And that's what I think 
that showed his steel. Mm. You know, he went, okay, I'm going to take my striker off you, which is very, very difficult if you're needing yeah. to win the game. Because at Celtic Rangers, you've got to win every week. Yeah. And if you're taking your striker off, the game's 0-0, I think it was at the time. And that's the problem you have. But you've got to be brave enough to make the decision. And I think throughout the piece, I think you've got to give him a tick for his performances as a manager. And as I say, please for him. Because as I say, I can't say I'm pleased for, pleased for Rangers. You know that. Oh, come on, after, the, after the semi-final. You know, I know that's what I'm saying. Come on. But um, as I say, so no, I think he showed his experience. That's I thought. very fair. And yeah. I think the big thing, I think the two managers... If Celtic Rangers showed great respect for each other. That's all we need. I that's think what that's what they showed mm. for each other. They were, if they get beat or they didn't perform, they accceded it. They didn't get to make excuses. They accepted it. The better team won on the day or whatever. Cami, Rangers fan, safe travels. Enjoy uh, Magaluf and we'll speak to <laughs> we'll you in the new season. Cammy. <laughs> Adios. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go. Thanks, Chris. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. Peter, are you off to Green Day? Round about the Ibrox area, Bellhousen Park tonight? That's unusual. Green Day at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah. That's unusual. <laughs> Maybe be, I thought it was going to be Deacon Blue or something. Hey. <laughs> Who's your favourite band? Who would you say? At the moment, who would you... Oh, I yeah. don't watch. I listen to anything, Paul. Is that right? Simple yep. Minds was always one of my favourites, yeah. you know what I mean? So they were always, always one of my favourites. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Then at the waterfront here, the Go Radio Football Show. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I always don't you forget about me. No, I, I, I've said that to you a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you block me in the number <laughs> right Peter Grant loads of calls coming in tonight uh, Emma Raducanu is out of Wimbledon the US Open champion she's a magnificent young player but I mean it's just going to be so tough for her she's out straight sets 6-3 6-3 she's lost out in her second appearance this year Caroline Garcia um, but it just shows you Paul, yeah. she's had a problem with injuries we talk about football yeah. players you know if you can't go all your training and amount of work you're doing she's had a lot of hype obviously since she won the US and deservedly so, she's a very pretty girl. We're hoping that it's not all the stuff off the pitch that's taking over, you know, because then you can't give up on that training and all that. Because as soon as you step off the gas, and that's what I'm saying, you're champion. <laughs> everybody's after you. Of course. Yeah, everybody's after you. It's the same at tennis as, as at football. Former champion is on next. It's Andy Murray. It's going to be tough though. He's against the six foot eight, nine, ten or something. Not so bad himself, is isn't he? Yeah. Andy's not so bad himself. Yeah, you know I mean? it will be Just tough. Just injury problems yeah, for him sure. yet again. You know, but great credit to him. He's fought really hard to get his fitness levels up so he can play in Wimbledon and I'm sure the fans will be delighted to see him. Some of the headlines then here at, uh, well, it's coming up to ten to six. It's the, the one hour special here in the summer and tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here with Simon Donnelly. I'll be back on Friday night with Barry Ferguson. Barry, the former Rangers well, he's a, he is a legend. He's not a former oh, legend, absolutely. is he? No, no, he's not a former legend. He's definitely a legend there and captain the club in important times for them. So one of the greats. Yeah, he done yeah. fantastically well. Fantastically well for them. As I say, I was always involved with us at Birmingham, but we won the cup final as well. So Barry was there as well, and he was a right quality player. You know, there's no getting away from that. Sure is, and he'll be captaining uh, the Rangers team against Celtic and against Liverpool and Man United. Uh, that's just in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? Yes, I've heard so. Head. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't get involved in any. Arm up games, five aside, you can. You know, no, you don't can't kick anybody in. <laughs> Rangers, a deal has been done for around two million pounds for the Pauk player, the Croatian striker Antonio Kolak. They know all about him. He scored against Rangers when he was at Malmo on loan last season. And Christopher Julian on his way to Germany. He'll be in Germany for a medical, and he could well be signing for Schalke, who've just come back up to the the Bundesliga. And also, Celtic reported to be interested in a centre back, six foot two, at Schalke, Malik Tiao he could be coming to Celtic. He's made over 50 appearances for the German side. So uh, let's see. 
down south, what about, I mean, Arsenal looks as though Gabriel Jesus is coming, £45 million. And it also looked as though Rafinha might be on his way there, but Chelsea have stepped in. And the latest word is they're going to treble his wages and the lead star could be on his way to Chelsea. I think he's been magnificent. I thought he was a shining light for Leeds, even in the difficult times, which is unusual for that type of player. You know, but he was the one that seemed to grab them with the scruff of the neck, you know, and lift the team and take them up the pitch really well, as I say. Took the pressure off absolutely the Absolutely, great yeah. quality, you know. So, I mean, Zayek must be moving out of there because they're yep. very similar, but he's obviously got a, an unbelievable work ethic. And I just think Zayek maybe find himself, you could see that last year with Tuchel, it didn't seem as if there was that much love lost, didn't he play him as often as he should, after being absolutely magnificent for Ajax, you know, because he's a wonderful, wonderful player with a one-day left foot but mm. he didn't seem to play as much under him and I think that may be down to the system as well you know because yeah, they play yeah. the wing backs mm. and sometimes that affect. that's what we're talking about earlier on it's okay buying the player but if it doesn't suit into the system you play it makes it very difficult for the player also and they've got a few players at Chelsea that just haven't fitted in and of course the new owner he's sporting director as well at the moment and he's doing loads of business so there's a lot happening there Raheem Sterling also looks as though he's on his way from it's, Liverpool it's a, it's from, a, from Man City yeah, but it's like, to, you think Raheem's been about for how long and you think we went from Liverpool so long ago yes. that's what I'm saying he's only 27 years 70 odd caps as well incredible you know and he's he, come on leaps and bounds under Guardiola there's yep. no doubt of that you know but it'll be a big signing for someone you know there's absolutely no doubt of that his finishing's much better than it used to be mm-hmm. he still misses his chances but it's much better than it was his movement's much better and as you say it seems as if maybe he wants to go back down to London because if you remember that's where he started was at QPR yep that's the latest from England. We keep hearing about Ben Davis. That's why I was thinking Liverpool there. He's been uh, on loan from Liverpool. Remember he signed Celtic, wanted him. That's a couple of years ago during COVID times. And then Liverpool when Van Dijk was injured. So what's that, 18 months ago? He went there, but he hasn't played for them. Is there any chance he could be coming to Glasgow? I think there's a possibility. It depends how highly the manager rates him because our manager's changed as well. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's a, a, a difficulty you have in his quality. But as you say, Ben Davis at the time, he was very much near enough in the door. And then all of a sudden Liverpool came in. But it was interesting when he went there, all the young boys kept him out of the team. And that maybe and that can be down to different things, you no, know, because of the different levels of fitness, the way Liverpool trained, maybe never got up to that level because Ben was playing at Preston at that particular time and getting a lot of reviews, he played very well. So listen, you never know, and hopefully I think I think he ended up going to Sheffield United last year and won actually yeah. as well. You know, so it'll be interesting to see that one. But I definitely think even before Julian had gone, as I said, I think it was important that we're going to fill that area as well. He was only half a million pounds, I think, as well. But um they're saying between three and four million is what it would cost. It's interesting that you don't Inflation. play a game. I know. How does that work? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what that's that's the problem you have at Celtic and at Rangers and that'll know mm. the players that's out there. But as soon as you get in the, the finance is completely different because even to go there and not even get a game his wages were probably a treble I don't know many times his mm. wages were not if he, what he was on at pressing sure. so it's not just the actual fee you're paying it's the wages that he's on now that you've got to come to some agreement with Judy Murray is at centre court she's not on it her son is though against the 6 foot 10 American John Isner so we wish Andy Murray all the very best tonight let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu uh, he's talking about the, the pre-season they're off to Austria next week uh, here's the manager super important because as I said once we get to the first round of the premiership we know from then on up until the break probably in, in November we're going to be uh, going at it and we want to be ready we have to be ready you know we know we got off to a slow start last year and we certainly don't want to be doing that again with so many important games early in the season so I think it's a good program we've put together. There's a mixture of us sort of going away, which is great, and, and playing against different types of opposition. 
You know, we've got a couple of games at Celtic Park. You know, we've got a couple of sort of European trips in the middle, which hopefully, you know, prepares us for, prepares us for, for Champions League and, and and the travels we got there. So we've tried to put sort of a, a program together we think will give us the best chance to be ready. Peter Grant, where are Celtic for you with regard to Champions League? What are you thinking? What do they need now in the next month or so? I think they need a good window again. I think it's important if you want to raise the levels where you are, not just to become, well, we're in the Champions League and that's good enough, let's finish bottom of that, that table. I think it's important, the manager spoke about it, he wants to start proper this year. You know, he's got a little bit of time with the team because he's got a few weeks different to what he had last year, you know, so they weren't ready. But that's why it's important the Jotas not get back in the building if they're going to be coming. The new boys that are trying to get, have got to get them in the door because... Once it starts, it does not stop. And that's his saying, isn't it? But that's the way the league's going to be, the cup's going to be. Everything this season, there's going to be no break. So everybody's got to be right on the metal right from the first goal. And that's why I think the squad size is going to be massive this year because it is unusual, as we spoke about many times, about the World Cup in the middle of it. You know, so all these things, the European games, players going away and whatever, uh, international matches, you will need that cover there if you're involved in Europe. It's non-stop, isn't it, when you're involved with either Celtic or Rangers. The mindset is so important and everyone knows about uh, Ange's mindset. We never stop, that's what he says. We didn't set out with any specific targets last year just to be the best we could possibly be and uh, it'll be the same this year. And, and if we can improve on our performances from last year, which we have to, if we can improve in everything we do, then we're going to finish in a pretty good spot. Um, you don't know what that means in terms of tangible sort of results, but... You know, every year I've, I've started uh, you know, football season, uh, I want it to be the best it can possibly be. And um, again, that's our aim this year. So just over a month away, Peter, from Livingston against Rangers, Celtic Aberdeen in the opening day, and it's going to be some season. What about Rangers then? Final thoughts there? I think by the time we meet next week, you'd imagine Rangers will be, they'll, they'll be we'll know either in or out with the club. We'll know about Morellas maybe, or we'll know about who is coming in. I think that, as I say, Gio will know that already. He's just waiting there. Now, in case, like, say, Bassey, for instance, mm -hmm. if somebody wants Bassey, they know exactly we'll have to pay for him. They maybe not be sitting there saying, well, if somebody comes in and blows that away, there's nothing we can do to stand in his way because it's beneficial for us. And then we can set something out to bring others' ones in. And I think that's what they're looking at. Standing as their group is just now, they'll probably need four or five players. That's, that's the way their group is. If the, the group there, if they keep them all together, I still think they'll need four or five players for that group to go and lift everybody else around about it. And I think very similar with Celtic. Celtic will need that as well because Celtic are champions and people, as you say, people are desperate. You're talking about Adichano there at the, the tennis. People are always desperate to knock out the champions. And that's the way it is for Celtic and Rangers. But that's the way it is in Glasgow anyway. That's every season, no matter how good or how bad you've been the season before, the next season you're expected to be number one. And number one's the only thing that counts. Peter, thanks for joining us. You're heading down to the Midlands and someday before most of our time, but Bobby Hope, he was a great player. I remember the name. He had uh, seven Scotland caps, I think, played at West Brom. and uh, Won the League Cup, won the yeah. FA Cup. So sadly, Bobby died. So I'm going down to his funeral, which is tomorrow morning. So I'm driving down there tonight. So he was a great man. He was a West Brom with mm. us and he was the chief scout there for many, many years. But as I say, it was very unusual. I think he got two caps for Scotland and got five on a, a South American tour, but they only counted in later years. So that's why I ended up with the seven caps. It's terrific going down because he had one team in Glasgow for him and oh, it wasn't he, yours. No, he was a Rangers <laughs> man, but he used to have some banter, but he was a great, great man, you know. And as I say, it's just very sad. Peter, thanks a lot for joining us. Pleasure. Okay, we're back tomorrow night uh, with Rob and Simon Donnelly, live at five. 
The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.